Thank you for tuning in to Collins Conversations. Today I'm going to introduce you to a local Cleveland entertainer. He's a rapper. He's the head of LIV Entertainment and much more. We're going to learn all about Spitta Beats right after this ad. All right, so we're on Collins Conversations. I'll let you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and kind of what brought you here. Uh, what's up, everyone? My name is Nick Signorelli, a.k.a. Spit of Beats, and I'm a recording artist based out of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm also a CEO of an independent music label under the title Lost in Visions Entertainment. And I know I do everything basically entertainment-wise, and I can't wait to share my story with you guys. How long have you been making music, recording, and all of those things? Six years is when I officially started, you know, recording the, you know, the recording process. But um, I've been into it my entire life. You know, my grandparents made music. You know, they were all they were artists. They performed. Um, it's just I never had that courage to actually start doing it. You know, I would always write stuff. But um, you know, when I hit my freshman year in high school, uh, someone I knew, you know, who I'll later touch on, uh, they were uh, recording stuff. You know, like basement recording. You know, nothing mm -hmm. serious. So I linked up with them because I wanted to see what their process was. And you know, from that point on. I mean, we started from, you know, the bottom basement stuff and then, you know, it just, been, you know, it got bigger and bigger into what it is today. Absolutely. And those that uh, have never heard your music, how would you describe, can you put a label on it? How would you describe your sound? I don't really like comparing myself with other people, um, but I, I kind of have like a more like a, a trap melodic sound. You know, that's kind of like what I go for. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of in between a bunch of other stuff, you know, when I was starting off, but I, you know, I, I took a break a six month break at one point and you know I came back with uh, you know one of my top songs you know, you know Heartless and everyone was telling me like that is your sound like stick to that mm -hmm. and that'll that'll take you places so basically everything from that point on I tried keeping the same similarities like just a more melodic flow to it but sometimes I do like bringing out like you know like the banger type music you mm -hmm. know like the hard trap rap music. Has it always been rap or what? What are you listening to other things too in your own personal life? Oh, I, I mean my my favorite my favorite band is uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, you know I like Nickelback. Uh, I like I like all kinds of music. You know I'm not really a big fan of country, mm -hmm. but um you know I, rap's like what I listen to most because I'm just like I look at myself as like a hip hop enthusiast, so I'm always looking into it. But I like I love all types of music. You know I even play some instruments like I play saxophone, uh, nice. piano. Um, I have a guitar. I haven't really fully learned how to play it yet, but you know I dabble into it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, has it always been lyrics for you, or when, when did the instruments kind of get, get into the picture? Uh, the the instruments were kind of like first. Okay. That's like when I was younger in school and stuff, and I would you know take uh, band lessons and all that stuff, and then um. Was it the saxophone you started with? Yeah, that was the first one, and then um you know slowly then lyrics came into the play before I, you know, I was recording stuff, like me and a couple other of my buddies would always write raps, write music, you know, try to write stuff. The actual recording process, that that came when I had the confidence of my writing process. Cause like when I was growing up writing and stuff, like I knew that this wasn't it, mm -hmm. but like I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Gotcha. So, you know, I had to just make some sacrifices <laughs> before I can get to that point. Were you starting with poetry or were you kind of just writing down freestyles or when you say you started writing, what was the writing style that you were doing? Um, so it was more like off songs that were big at the time, like instrumentals, like I'm trying to think of like, uh, it was like a lot of like Kanye West music and like Nas instrumentals that I would just look up on YouTube. Gotcha. Uh, like the Dead Presidents beat was a big one. And uh, but the one beat that um, actually like 
made me like this is it it was the nikes on my feet instrumental by mac miller mm -hmm. that was the one beat where we wrote i i can't even tell you how many songs we wrote to that <laughs> beat like and then um so that was basically where it started was just using instrumentals from big songs you know yeah i think that's where kind of most people get started yeah especially today's digital age it's so easy to go find um back when i was in high school man we, i'd have probably thousands of instrumentals mm -hmm. just everybody would come over to my house because i had the macbook or mm. the imac at the time and you're like oh well we can make a little something here and yeah just go from there uh, -huh. uh spit a beats how did the uh stage name come to be uh so this is the true fact story of it um so I believe I was in, you know, it was freshman year of high school, and uh, I was I was on the bus, I was taking the bus, and you know I would I would always smoke before school every every single day I always smoke before school, and um, I was on the bus and I was just like thinking to myself I had my headphones in, and then I just I was like, you know what, spit a beats like I literally just like it it came to me I was like I'm gonna spit on beats I'm gonna go buy spit a beats and like it took it took a while for that to stick. But like at this point of my like career, like everybody calls, like everyone calls me Spitta. That's right. that's what I go by. You know, that's just like this what it sticks to. Uh, but that's like where it originated from. It was literally just off the top of my head that quick, just like spit of beats. It's always interesting to me, kind of like, did somebody give that to you? Did you pick it? You know, kind of, did you work at it? So to find out that it just kind of came naturally and you just stuck with it. A lot of people, I think, kind of screw that up early in their yeah. music career. Yeah. Kind of. Whether it's the name or social media handles, kind of going through a couple different things and mm. making all those backlinks go away. Yeah, at at a, at a point, I wanted to cut the beats part because uh, you know, like earlier in my career, I'm still early, but you know, early earlier in my career, uh, people would always hit me up like, "Yo, you do beats?" Mm. I'm like, "No, like I don't make beats. I'm just you know, art." Like I I have so many of those DMs. So at one point, I wanted to cut the beats, but um, everyone close to me, they're like, dude, you can't cut. Like, that's that's who you are, dude. Absolutely. Like, that's who you are. So you just got to start uh, kind of doing the subcontracting of beats. Yeah. So yeah, I do them, and then yeah. just go to wherever you get your beats from. Yeah. Like, all right, we need $100 worth of beats. Yeah, I did I did try dabble into the beats a little bit, and um, I, I, I don't have the patience. Like, it, it, for me, like, at, like, if I take off, which I believe I am, I am going to get into it. But like at this point, it's either I focus on the music, like what my, you know, recording it or the beats. Like right now it's like, I, I don't have the, uh, the time or patience to like really focus fully on both. Right. But so that's why I don't want to cut it off, you know, cause I want it to one day be a thing. Absolutely, that makes sense. It's watching the people that do make beats. It's always insane how they like, yeah. they just go in with the vision of knowing what they want. Cause you know, one bell, there's 400 different varieties mm -hmm. of that one ting, like to know not only where you want it, but exactly what you want there. Yeah. It's always so interesting just from the outside of it. Are you recording all of your own? Are you, are you doing the music engineer aspect of it too or? Uh, I actually have an engineer. I have t technically two engineers. They're brothers, uh, the Cadotch brothers, and um, you know I I think everything that I have to this day for them, like they they've inspired me so and my team so much of like how to you know like different processes of recording like vocal wise. Mm -hmm. uh, the love that they actually put into it is insane. So I I go to different studios. But they're the studio that like I go to like when I want something done, you know, right. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, like they say till this day out of everyone that they ever have coming through their studio, they say that Heartless is their favorite song that they have ever like engineered. Nice. 
how did uh, Heartless and actually skip that? We're gonna get get around back to that. Let's start uh, with the, one of the other segments that we always do on the show called name dropping. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I'm gonna drop a couple names and tell me a how you know them, what they do, you know, kind of what more people should know about them, and if there's any good stories that we're allowed to tell on camera. Go ahead and drop those out. Um, we'll start it out with uh, who is Nick Lotz? Uh, Nick Lotz, he is. Um he is one of the Lotz brothers that are uh, in my, you know, in Lost in Visions Entertainment. Um, I knew him growing up. Uh, we actually, I started with his brother, and then he uh, came in the picture. Uh, he, I, for the group, he he's very versatile with the music. Like he can write, so he can write so many great songs in such a short amount of time. And um, there's there's things that I have to teach him. Uh, you know, like marketing wise you know like his style like how he has to go about stuff like he has the music mm-hmm. but everything else is like is developing around him but yeah he's you know he's one of my closest friends you know we've been together since day one with this music stuff um you know i i, I really i really hmm, i don't know there, there's just a lot of developing that he has to do and that's it but he he has a lot coming on you know he has a he dropped his first tape uh, last year, Fake Love, and you know, it really did its numbers. And um, he has another one coming soon called The Come Up, and I think this one's gonna, you know, do double those numbers. If somebody was only gonna listen to one of his songs, where would you send them? Uh, Make It Right. His song Make It Right is what I would have to do. It's I think that's one of his uh, greatest um, flows, switch flows, versatile, and the lyrics in the song are just on point. Uh, I probably listen to it at least once a day. Uh, number two, you kind of uh, allotted to it. Who is Kev Lotz? Uh, yeah, like so, Kev Lotz is Nick's brother. Um, I, he's the person who I started with. Like that person who I was talking about, who right. they were kind of doing stuff. Um, yeah, so I met up with him. You know, before we ever even talked in our lives before. You know, I hit him up on the DM like, "Yo, like you're making music. Like I make music. Like let's let's come through and do something." So I went through his house. We made that first song that we did take down, uh, but it was a uh, it was it was a great. You know, he's one of my closest friends. Also, uh, I actually work with him. You know, with other stuff. Uh, yeah, he he's 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 my right hand man. I think uh, us collab wise, we we make classic songs. Like every song that we have made together, any video we've made together has always been like a classic song. The another one that you're doing a lot of stuff with. It looks like who is Chef T? Uh, Chef T is um well right currently he's my roommate but he's uh, our content creator for LIV he has his own stuff uh, Chef T films and Chef Creatives uh, but you know under under all uh, Lost in Visions Entertainment um, he basically shoots all our videos he does anything you know like the video that I made for you he shot that he does all my photography uh, I even help him when he goes out and shoots videos I'll go out and help him too. Um, yeah, he's he's my brother in arms too. Uh, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be possible without him, especially uh, you know Liv as a as a whole. You know, he was a big part of that cr- creation from mm-hmm. the start. He was a big part of that. Gotcha. We've mentioned Liv a few times. Let's kind of get deeper into that. Uh, what is Liv? What does it stand for? How did it begin? All those fun things. Liv stands for is Lost in Visions Entertainment, and um, we started in December of 2016, and. Uh, one of my uh, one of our artists, he's like our R and B artist. He's the actual founder. He like thought of the name. Um, I kind of take the name of CEO because I do all the marketing stuff and I put a lot of uh, you know their music onto where it's supposed to be and 
in the ears where people mm -hmm. are supposed to hear. Um, so yeah, it started out as uh, you know me, Manny, Nick, Kev, and uh, Chef, you know, and then we later brought in a producer. But um, yeah, it started off. Uh, we made this one song called Lost in Visions Entertainment, and basically from that point on, we just built it up as you know a group. Uh, started the logo, started putting it in people's ears, you know, and um, basically we never let it die down because you know when you first start something up, it's hard to keep it going. Absolutely. You know, especially you know when we were all so young and stuff at the time, people was, you know weren't really taking it seriously. But, you know, every post, you know, hashtag Lost in Visions Entertainment, you know, got shirts made. Uh, the video started going. Then later the YouTube channel was created and we started putting the videos on the YouTube channel. You know, we succumbed like 17,000 views on uh, just the channel. With, and we only have like seven videos on it, really. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just something that's getting bigger. And I think it's something that will never die down. You know, we've been... Um, We've been going at it, you know, as a team since 2016. We just, uh, you know, celebrated, you know, in last December. To me, that was, as soon as you put in your request, that was the big thing that stood out was, I mean, anybody could be the musician or the rapper, but to kind of see that you guys have figured out that it's not just about one or two or kind of, it's not just about the guys making the music, but also to bring in the content creator to kind mm -hmm. of realize that everybody has their own place, I think is really what stood out to me about what you guys are doing. Um, how old were you guys when you started that? You, you kept mentioning you, were, you, you guys were young. Me personally, I was 16. Um, Little Lots, Nick, he was 15. Um, Kev was 17. Um, and then Manny and Chef, they're older. Uh, Manny was like 19. And I think uh, Chef was ni 19, maybe 20. Gotcha. Well, at, at such a young age, who was the, the people that were inspiring you to kind of make this a collective and kind of see it as an organization? Was there any defining people in that? At the time, um, I sort of looked up to, you know, like Young Cap, like mm -hmm. his group. Like I kind of like wanted to have something like that, but I wanted to, to, to be better than that. So, you know, and growing up too, I always wanted to, to be in a music group. I mean, like there was NWA, I, Funk Volume was a big one of, you know, my favorites when I was in middle school. Um, so, you know, we were all together and we were all making music. So I, I was like, why don't we just put this together and make this official, mm -hmm. you know? And then that, that's sort of like, you know, everyone agreed on that, you know, we agreed on who stands where, and then from that point on, you know, it's just, we rode, rode the wave. Were there any uh, like founding fathers or anybody kind of there in the beginning that fell off quickly or is it still pretty much the same uh, core people? Uh, artists, well, everyone who like, like artist, producer, content, like all, all those people like are still there. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we've had people like promoters come in and out, uh, yeah. like, you know, so like we still do have people who claim like LIV that aren't, you know, officially like a part of the group. Gotcha. But they're still, you know, like w we let them claim it. Yeah, they're, they're not coming to the weekly meeting, but. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, we, you know, there's some people that were, we, we, I tried bringing in to, you know, get a piece of the cake and be a promoter, but they didn't end up, you know, fully doing what I needed them to do. So, you know, that just kind of fell off. No hard feelings. It's just, right. you know, like they didn't, they weren't looking at it as serious as we all were. Right. So, you know, so, you know, it's, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I think that's, it's, even on my end, which, you know, I'm the freelance content creator, marketer, kind of the, the opposite, the guy that's coming to people like that to figure out how to help work it. Without finding that right chemistry, whether, no matter how good the skills are of the people that you're trying to bring in, if it doesn't fit, the vision doesn't fit, your guys aren't just, you're just not gonna make what you're trying to make. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
as far as you said you're doing videos you're doing uh social media you guys are pretty active you're doing a lot of music what's your favorite medium to create or is there anything that you don't like making but you just kind of have to uh see like i i i love everything but if i like if i had to pick one um the recording process is my favorite like mm -hmm. being in the studio is my is like I, I could be in the studio for for days at a time just kind of taking that idea from here and making it yeah and just like literally just like coming in with a beat and what i have written and then going like i said with these cadas brothers like these dudes are next level like they really like i tell them an idea what i want and they they go beyond that mm -hmm. so for me personally that's like my favorite but me being ceo i i, I have to really be on top of the marketing and the social media stuff so I like doing that too. Mm -hmm. um, I like making content for the pages. I like having content for my own pages. I like uh, giving my artists their ideas to uh, put content around on their pages. And uh, you know, I just, you know, it makes me feel in charge. I like feeling it like I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's Nothing sort of- wrong with that. Yeah, so that's, uh, so I guess like the social media marketing and then the recording aspect of the music is my favorite, uh, my niche. Why don't you guys have a website for LIV? Um, that is something that is actually in the process. Um, so we didn't really know how to go about it. Uh, Chef, he, he knows all that stuff. Like he went to BG, just actually recently graduated. Uh, he has one for Chef T Films. Mm -hmm. So I was like letting him do that and then see how it goes. And then I was gonna follow up with a Lost in Visions website after you know he did that, which he actually did do that. Gotcha. It's, it's all up now. So yes, that's something that is uh, my next step is a website. And once I get the website going then, Cause I, I've been focusing a lot on like the, uh, the Facebook page. Like I got back on uh, Facebook for mm -hmm. that. And that's actually been like uh, more successful right now than I thought it was. Cause that's like a different uh, audience of people that right. uh, really haven't been so hip to what's going on. So I've been focusing a lot on that. So that's kind of like has its foot in the door right now between the website. But uh, that's definitely like uh, what's next on the list. Hopefully I'm gonna actually get that done before uh, you know, we drop another project. Yeah, I mean, if you started today, you could have it up and running in no time. I mean, it'd be done before Monday. Yeah. Um, a lot of artists that I talk to just sleep on the website, um, which I never understand. And just as a marketing small business person myself, being you have no control over Instagram, Facebook, if they decide to limit your reach or anything mm -hmm. like that. But if people know to go to livent.com or whatever it ends up being, yeah. that, that's that destination opposed to Facebook being the destination, which mm -hmm. just helps build that brand quicker yeah. and build those backlinks so that you guys are coming up higher in searches mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, what's your favorite social media platform to use, whether it's personal or professional? Personal is Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, that, that being like, I mean, I do put a lot of my music and stuff on there, but uh, I, I just have like I just know uh, my different audience on Instagram. I mean, you've seen them with the comments, you know. Like I get I get a lot of. Uh, you guys came out in abundance, by the way. Yeah. I think it was like an hour. We had twenty five. Yeah, and um, but uh, I, I like I, my favorite for music and business is Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I get a more a more like faster reach on it. Like if I have a, a promotion video, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to put it on Twitter because I know I'll get, you know, like if I ask, I'll be like, okay, I want a thousand views and, and 50 retweets. Like I'll get that on Twitter if I ask for it, nice. you know? And uh, just like me being able to like say that and get it, it makes me feel good about myself. Right. And you know, I know that, you know. Yeah, it goes beyond the metrics of people are listening to what I'm asking of them to do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I've always hated Twitter. Like I, I use it pretty frequently to kind of, you know, just any YouTube link or any, as soon as I get a blog done, I'll go to tw Twitter and kind of share it around and things like that just to get the links out there. But like the format, I've never been a fan of it. 
um, Instagram always is, is crazy how quickly Instagram changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love I love the new thing they got. I don't have to use my one little app anymore uh, to get rid of like the people that are inactive. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know if you saw if you go to your subscriber list now it has like the fifty least active people and the fifty most shown in your feed. So you could really? kind of, you could kind of go through and you're like, all right, well I'm not doing it. I'm not interacting with these people. They're not interacting with me. Yeah. Bye 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 bye. So that way your engagement numbers. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to show me that after yeah, the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's super easy. It's just uh, the only way that you do it. Um, this would be boring for you audio people, but that's okay. Before we're, we'll forget this in 20 minutes. But uh, you just go to following, and then comes right up into the categories oh, wow. bar. So that way you could just go. You know, this is most shown, but if these people here are least interacted with, just go through and buy. Oh wow! Because <laughs> um, it's amazing how many people you could find through social media. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, it's amazing tools that Instagram, that's what I was saying, it's the way that they evolve as a marketer, like yeah. you have to do so much research just to figure out like what worked two months ago on Instagram doesn't work for shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> like sh- it's it it's definitely crazy should. how fast that one changes. The uh, Facebook page, you said it's been growing well. You've been doing any uh, uh, paid ads through Facebook? Uh, not yet. Um, paid ads is a, uh, see, I feel like so far I haven't had to like, I, I've been getting um, my expected uh, like audience that I've have wanted so far. So once I get like that base foundation of everyone who you know is locally around me that can listen to me, then I want to grow upon that. See, that's where I, I would not to cut you off, but to kind of change that. Of if you're already getting good, if you boost that a little bit, it's kind of like the guy mm-hmm. that already knows how to hit that home run. But if he kind of hits that little bit of steroids, they're going yeah. over the over the park. Mm-hmm. Um, even things as low as one or two dollars a day towards a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. Um, goes a long way just to get more more eyes on what you're doing, especially yeah. if you're posting it actively, like you said, mm-hmm. um, to to go with a global search within the pages that already follow you and yeah. things like that is so easy. Uh, the Collins Conversations page grew 400, 450 followers in a week. Oh really? From nine dollars ads. Yeah, that's that. See, I I went uh, on Instagram. I went crazy with it in two thousand eighteen. Um, I really went crazy with it, and then I were think you, not, again, not to interrupt, but uh, were you going to boost post or were you going into your ads manager and really going that route for uh, for, for, for Instagram were, when you were going hard on Instagram? Um, I was going, I was, uh, you know, like when you had the post and then it would say, you'd say, you know, promote that post. Right. I, that's what I would do. Um, try another route. Um, you already, you're already on Facebook. Um, the reason I say try another route is your cost per click is going to go way down mm-hmm. going through the Facebook's ad manager mm-hmm. opposed to the boost is kind of just like the, how Instagram makes their, their money. It'll, yeah. it'll get it to people, but the yeah. way that you could multi-level target. So say if, you know, if you have a feature coming out with somebody, you know, like a young cap, I yeah. think his audience might be close enough at a, a level where you could go and say, I only want to show this to young cap fans. Yeah. Or if you have a show at the grog shop, mm-hmm. I only want to show this to people that interact with the grog shop. Yeah. So kind of just being able to fine tune that and like you said you're already making a lot of images and videos to kind of just test the different ones like you said if if this is working at an organic level yeah throw five dollars behind it you know a Mm -hmm. cup of coffee cost yeah and watch how many more Mm -hmm. and then it just it tenfolds is the only reason that i always try to push yeah um because a lot of people like you said you're happy with what you're getting 
But the goal is always the sky, right? Oh, the oh, <laughs> oh, the, the the goal is beyond of what I is of what's happening right now. Absolutely. You know, like I de I definitely have you know a bigger picture of what's going on. You know, I I'm never comfortable with what's going on. I like I'm, that. I'm more of con I'm content of like the situation. Right. Um. You know, like everything's not overnight. Uh, a lot of stuff I did for um in Instagram um. I actually like, you know like how you could pick uh, where you want to promote it at? Right. I, I didn't even do like Ohio for one. I would do Absolutely. Los Angeles, yeah, you, you wanna, you Japan. Wanna there. Like I did I did stuff like to Russia. Like I would put my stuff, cause I don't know, like people around the world like this kind of music. Right. So, you know, and it, it, it was successful for me uh, for the most part when I would do stuff like that. I would get followers from Russia, Absolutely. Japan. I'm not saying that it's not successful. Just that way, like if it's 10 cents per click going that yeah. route. You could re redefine it and get your cost, per and that's also where the website comes in. The Facebook Pixel is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, have you interacted with the Facebook Pixel on the marketer side at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's for twelve clicks on a website to be all the information that you could mm -hmm. get on people. Yeah. Like you said, who knows that people in Russia are listening to spit of beats all the time? But yeah, if you see a little tick, throw a little couple dollars that way. And yeah. You see how many more Russian people, and then all the yeah. Russian bots are going through and. Uh huh. Um, but speaking of streams and music and everything, let's go into what I call the discography discussions. Okay. Um, let's pretty much our way of the behind the music, the behind the scenes of your latest project. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> kind of give us the breakdown of everything from you know the beat or the feeling, the memories of the studio, anything that comes to mind mm -hmm. um, that you think people might want to know or you think they should know about the behind the scenes of the songs. Um, we'll go in order. Um, the intro. How did you decide? Uh, what tone you wanted to set off the project with and how did that song become um well so the, i wanted to set the whole tone from off of heartless mm -hmm. that was sort of like how i wanted to make the tape and uh i decided the intro being the intro because uh the way that the song is set up like it's kind of a short song you know there's mm -hmm. the uh it starts off with you know the the chorus and then the verse and then it ends with the chorus so i thought that was like a good uh short way to start it and get people like in, like interested Cause that is uh, one of my top favorite songs on the uh, mixtape too, mm -hmm. and um, I I personally love that song. So, but for me to make it the intro is because how short it was. You know, I thought that made the most sense, and it, I, it didn't really make sense fitting in anywhere else with all the other songs. What about when you made that? Was that one of the beginning songs? Was that towards the end? Uh, that was that was one of the uh, towards the end songs. Yeah, and the entire project thinking out loud from start from conception to ready to publish. How long of a process was that? Uh, about a year. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, was that kind of a, a big chunk of it, and then kind of just testing and kind of fine tuning, or was it kind of just knock out a song a month? What was your schedule? It was like a so there was there was a point where for like four weeks straight, every week, and I went to the studio and I knocked out four songs. I don't really remember what those four songs were. But then, like, I would take a break. Uh, you know, I would um, write. I would get more songs written to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then, but every time, every time, any any song that's on there, it was a song that I writ. I was writing, and I, I I finished it right there when I was writing it because I felt it. Like, you know, if you could tell, like, all the beats are sort of similar. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really anything that like, because every song is like really meaningful to me. Like, this is the most meaningful like music I've ever made in my life just because you know how rough of like a year I was having mm -hmm. you know like it's it, it's really it's really rough and just it coming back to me like that like it just makes me feel great that I finally got it out there 
And, and actually that's why like I still haven't really came out with another project yet because I don't want to let go of this one yet, you know? That makes sense. Uh, number two, thinking out loud. Um, what, how did you decide um, to put Nick Lotz on that? that? The type of song that it is, um, I had the, uh, the chorus written and this was before uh, the title of the mixtape was Thinking Out Loud, I just had the song. And I had the chorus and then I had that uh, open verse and I couldn't like, I had writer's block and I couldn't do anything but I really liked the song. So I had him come over and I like showed him it. I was like, do you like it? He, he's like, dude, he's like, give me five minutes. And he, 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 and he you know, wrote what he had. And uh, just, I loved what he had because um, it wasn't just like rap, like, you know, the things he was saying were gonna correlate with the tape, you know, real stuff that's actually going on. And then that actually inspired me to write, a, you know, a verse to it. And then after that, you know, we had a song. And then after we um, recorded more songs after that, I was like, okay, that's definitely going to be the name of the tape. This is going to be the song off the, for the tape. How did you come up with the name of name for this, the the track? Um, thinking out loud, uh, sort of like how the chorus is. Like I've been thinking out loud lately, cause baby I don't got much to say. Like as I was writing that, like that's sort of like the mood of like how I was feeling like late, you know, at that time. Like I was just, I felt like I was just thinking out loud all the time. Like mm -hmm. all everything, like I would think like any. So anything that would go through my mind, I would just speak out and write on paper, you know. And um, so that that's it. Just all like made sense to me, you know. My poll next song. Um, my poll. Uh, so are you uh are you hip to Trey Trap? Uh, you are the first time I've heard of him. Um, you know Lil Cray. Mm -hmm. That's his brother. Gotcha. Okay, so uh yeah, so me and him linked up in like 2017 on a couple songs. And uh, so, yeah, we just been back and forth with songs. And I, I actually, I have a couple of his features in the vault. And uh, that was one that I wanted to use because uh, I wanted to uh, uh, fill in a space on the um, on the mixtape. I like that one too, my, my poll. I actually originally dropped it on SoundCloud and it didn't really get, I mean, it got a few thousand uh, views, but it didn't get the love I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want it to die down. I wanted to bring it back. And it just fit the it fit the vibe of the tape that I was looking for, and I really liked the song, so that's that's kind of why I threw it on there. Uh, took a quick sidestep from there. You mentioned that you had a bunch of his verses in the vault. That's always another thing with musicians. That's so it, when I make content, a video or any article, I'm ready to publish and go boom. Mm -hmm. How do you know when a song's ready to be released, or how do you know when to kind of stash it for another day? Um, well, basically, like my logic on it right now, like I also have a little cray feature in the vault. And um, it's it's something that I want to say for when Craig gets out of jail, because if I uh, if I drop this stuff now, yes, it's gonna do numbers. But if I wait for when Craig gets out of jail, and you know his page is booming, people are looking up Lil Cray. Mm -hmm. So um, when I if I drop you know a potential EP with uh, Trey and, and uh, Cray on it, then that that has the potential to do twice the numbers that if I dropped it now, mm -hmm. you know, because all my fans they want to hear it. But because I've I've been sitting on that crate track since 2017. Nice. And like it's just I know if I drop it now, like it's gonna do good. But like it's it's just like big for me. There's a big producer on it. Uh, big Head is the producer on it. You know uh, the Gucci Gang producer. Right. So um, I, it just makes more sense to me. And you know uh, my team like talking to them, they're just they they were telling me like I think you should save it for when he gets out and you know find a perfect time to uh, drop it when he's out and possibly even, you know, talk to him about a video. Cause I actually personally right. talked to Cray about that song before he gave it to me. 
Um, I don't know how this dude randomly gets his phone, but like he, he DM'd me and you know when, after me and Trey dropped our first song, and uh, you know he really liked it and he wanted to work, so you know we got got this song through his manager. Nice. So I'm probably even hoping to get a video from him. So. Yeah, that, that makes sense. As soon as you said wait for wait for a release, I mean it gets the promotion opportunities and kind of yeah being seen together and all those other things. You yeah, just build the bond. Uh, let's move on to uh, Changes, which I'd say is probably my number two favorite on the project. Mm -hmm. um, but what else can you tell us about the background of that song? So that's sort of like, I mean, I, I've been like, I've always like been like on and off, like having like problems with drugs and stuff like that. And um, so during this time of the song, like it's like when I was trying, I was almost like getting sober and getting better. And um, because I, you know, I've had was having friends that passing away, you know, close family passing away off the stuff. And it really made me feel like I had to make a change in my life so I don't end up like, you know, the rest of everyone else. So, you know, I, and I don't usually do like the full on R&B type stuff mm -hmm. all the time, but uh, you know, I did fully on that song. So yeah, that, 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 that was basically about uh, me trying to get out of, uh, you know, the, the whole of the drugs that, you know, how deep they were pulling me in and stuff. And um, you know, that's basically that, with that, you know, it's it was just a tough uh, tough time in my life, you know, and um, I'm glad that I finally actually did make that change. Um, you know, go. Sometimes you take a step forward and two steps back, mm -hmm. but you know, fortunately at that time I was taking a step forward. Absolutely. Any uh, words of inspiration for anybody else that's trying to uh, get out of those habits? A good a good word for inspiration is get help. Like there are always people there willing to help you. And that's something that I did not know until it was almost too late. And thankfully, I'm not in jail right now. Thankfully that I actually talked to the right officer on that night that put me to where I needed to be. But there's always people willing to help you. Doesn't matter what you think or who you are. There's always someone willing to help you. And I learned that almost the hard way. You know, thank God I'm here where I am, you know, in this room. But I almost wasn't, you know. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I had a real rough night that almost, you know, threw me over the edge. But uh, I'm here right now. Absolutely. Uh, that takes us to uh, what you say is your, one of your most proud bodies of work. Uh, give us the backstory on Heartless. Uh, so Heartless, uh, before I dropped Heartless, I was sort of like um, in a mix of like, do I still want to do music? Like, is this really like worth it for me? Mm -hmm. um, I was still on SoundCloud. I was getting views, but like I wasn't getting the respect from other people as an artist. And so I took a six month break from, I didn't even do nothing, nothing about it. I just went out with my life. And then, um, you know, I actually, in that time, you know, got back into drugs and I lost, you know, love of my life because of it and so when I came back to it um, you know I was like let me just let me just write write a song let me just see how it goes and then I wrote I wrote the chorus for Heartless and I was like this is really catchy so I, I waited a little bit and I went back and I wrote the uh, the first verse and then I had the chorus I waited a little bit longer like you know when I say waiting like a couple days mm -hmm. and I went back and then I finished the um, the second chorus or second verse and I, I immediately called my engineer Dylan. I was like, dude, like I have to bring this to you. Like you're the only person that could like that can make this how I want it to be. And he's like, all right, like yeah, I got you. Come through. We'll see what we'll see what happens. And like, like that, like that was the most like that studio session was the most like heartfelt studio session like 
I've ever had in my life. Like, mm -hmm. it was insane. And like, he, he literally like, usually like what we do is we record, he mixes it a little bit, and then he sends me on my way. He'll send like a master back in a couple days. Mm -hmm. He's just like, dude, like, go home. He's like, go home, I'm gonna get back. He's like, come over in a week and I'm gonna show you what I got. So they actually like threw like their own vocals on it. Like they did, they went so out the way for this song to make it like what it is. Because I told them, you know, like, cause they, they were wondering where I was too for six months, you know, and I, right. I talked to them. Um, so yeah, we got back to that. You know, we had that session. Um, I told them that this is like, this is what I wanna do now. This is my sound. You know, this is the like this is the song. Like I put on Twitter, uh, I put on Twitter. I was like, this is. I was like, this my so upcoming song, Heartless, will be my first 10,000 view song, which uh, it base it almost it has like 9.9 .9 on SoundCloud. Nice. But uh, on, on everywhere else though, you know, it's it has a, it's succumbed a lot of views together on Apple Music and everything. Right. But um, yeah, so like that was that that was the song that I thought I personally like. You know, being realistic, I said that was my first 10,000 views song, but in my head, I was like, this like deserves like a million views. Right. In my head, you know. What uh, t What can you tell us about Manny D and Priceless? Uh, so Manny D is um our R&B singer. Uh, I was originally supposed to have him on another song. He was supposed to be on a um from the bottom. And then just things didn't work out. But uh, he had uh we had that song in the vault, and it actually wasn't even mastered. But uh, I wanted a song with Manny on there, so I th I just threw it in there because I, I I love Manny. Anything Manny creates is just genuine. Like sometimes I feel like my verses don't uh, compete with his because it's like a different sound. Right. But uh, you know, it came together. We agreed on it, so we put it on there. Uh, I I wish I've had more songs with Manny. It's like sort of like a weird situation all the time. But I mean, he's my brother. You know, you know, to the end. Um, but yeah, I, I had to have, I had to have, especially for the vibe of I was going for, for the tape, right. I, you know, it just, it, it had to fit. Is it just timing or is it just the vision? How do you pick who, which feature goes where on, on a track? Um, for the tape wise or? Um, just kind of just in general, in general? Or any personal experiences with that? Um, well, if I'm working with like my team, there's not we don't really uh like plan stuff out too much it's sort of like if someone has a song like oh like i want uh I, like we'll put in the group chat like who wants to go on this and we'll you know someone will say whoever so like say like uh there's a, 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 a slower song with a chorus on it you know we'll throw manny on that right uh, you know if we're all gonna go on it we're gonna throw manny on that one it's kind of just like a sports where you you know what the playbook is and you kind of see who's on yeah. the roster and yeah yeah we, we, we our uh, our chemistry is so good that we don't even really need to talk about it. Like we'll just, just kind of hear it and kind of like oh yeah him here him here yeah and then like and then maybe we'll all write for like verse wise like we'll all write a verse and we'll and we'll just see which one fits where, um you know and for my tape like you know if I have a lot of like me going first I I don't want to keep that so like I'll switch it up just like uh, with thinking out loud you know I let Nick get the first one and I I kept second but uh, if I'm working with like another artist. Like, you know, separate, like, you know, like uh, Da Vinci, he was on there. He's an artist I don't usually work with. Uh, that that worked out only because I had an open verse on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, usually other, I, I have a song with Young Cat too. Uh, that was kind of something where I wanted him on the chorus in the first, uh, the, uh, first verse because um, my fan base wasn't, you know, nothing at that time compared to his. Mm -hmm. So I wanted his fans to be listening to the song and then hear me. Absolutely. You know. 
What can you tell, kind of sidestep there? Uh, Young Cap's been on the radar from the last couple of different guests. Uh, what can you tell me about him? Um, um, me personally, um, I, I like I like the pe people around his team. Uh, there's a, you know, his his friend Magic, uh, Trey Smith is one of the producers. Uh, I'm not really close with them. You know, I just know them from around around the spot. Uh, I, I definitely respect respect his music, and I think he's gonna take it off to the next level. But um, I don't really get uh, too close with, with like with him or the team because like I want to f put all my full focus full focus in my team. Right. You know. But um, if we ever you know come across anything, we ever come across each other, it's all you know it's all respect. Nice. You know, I would love to work with him again one day. Um, but yeah, his one member Magic is actually someone who you know I I talk to a lot. Like you know, like he. Yeah, I follow him on a few different things. I've heard some of Magic stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, he 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 shows you know he's he's without me even asking him to, he shows all love to my music. You know, comp, comments, retweets. So it's a great oh, it's a great thing. Absolutely. Um, you also know of another alumni, don't you? Don't you know Jamil in the show? Uh, I actually don't know him personally, but um. He, uh, I actually heard from him after I started like contacting you, gotcha. and I seen him on the show. You know, he followed me. I followed him back, and I, st you know, started like listening to his stuff, and I got hit to him through there. Yeah, definitely check him out, man. His stuff is original, and I really like the, the unique sound that he goes for. Mm -hmm. um, let's keep back on track, though. I, I always like to get to those couple of things. You're like, oh, I'm not going to remember to come back to those. But then, uh, can't forget about discography discussions. We left off at uh, From the Bottom. Uh, who is Da Vinci? What can you tell me about him and the song? Uh, so he is an artist out of Menor, Ohio. Okay. And he actually has his own studio and stuff, too. I, I met him through my engineers because uh, he, he actually was learning how to do all that stuff through them. Mm -hmm. So he, he was always at the studio and stuff there. And he's been wanting to work with me before that song, but like nothing was kind of playing out right. And um, so I had this, you know, I just had this song in the vault. This actually song wasn't even going to go on the tape. And I was like, well, I'll send you this with the open verse. Well, you know, let's see what you come up with. And he blew me away with, with his verse. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I literally fell in love with it. Uh, I didn't never worked with them before, you know. So once he sent me back that, I was like, okay, brother, like this is going on the tape. Like, I hope you know that. Like you, right. you made the cut. Like I was, I was like, I love that verse that you sent back. Like it's literally exactly what I like was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, that takes us, uh, we're wrapping them down. Switched up. What can you tell us about it? So switched up is like you know something else. As I was saying, I was going through a lot of stuff. Um, I, I've dealt with so many friends that like they weren't actually my friends, just like how anyone goes through. You mm -hmm. know, just using you for stuff, and you know by the time you need them, they're not there. Right. So that's what that's what that whole song is about. You know, a lot of homies switched up, they ain't never come back, never understood why I always watch your back. You ain't never had mine, I ain't even know that. And I'm thinking in this cold world, how to change that. That's just like that just speaks for itself, you know. Like right. that, I, I kind of like kept it more of an upbeat song because it was more of like a sad story, but I didn't want everything being so sad, so I kind of kept it upbeat right. at the same time. But yeah, that's all. It's about just me dealing with fake people, just like how everyone else does. It's just something you know people can relate to. I was just gonna say it's something that everybody growing up has at least. Yeah. Whether it's not everybody, it's somebody at least some fraction of the people that you know. Yeah, fit, yeah. Fit that song for yeah. sure. Um, that takes us to the end of it. Kind of looks like it was almost like a posse cut, not quite. But you got uh, Kev Lotz, Chef T, both on Two Spent. What can you tell us about the song? So, like how I was saying, me and Kev make classic hits. Like this, this, this song was hilarious. So, like when I was showing him the beat, 
I don't know if you listen to it, like how it starts off slow and then it drops. Uh, he, he was listening to the beginning of it. He's like, dude, I don't know if I mess with this beat. And then it dropped and he's just like, and like what he said in the in the in the song, he literally freestyled that when I first showed him. And he's like, "Lav shit, how they even try to check because he wrecking the defense." And I was like, "Okay, that's all I had to hear." So uh, I kind of wanted to make like a bop song to it, like some some sort of like a dance type song, because mm -hmm. that's just like a uh, I want. That's how I wanted to end the tape, you know, because um, you know, going through this whole tape, all these songs, you know, I was going through such a rough time, such a struggle, and that was actually the last song I recorded was Too Spent. And um, by the end of by that time, I was normal. I was happy. I was like ec ecstatic where I was in life. But I had to get this tape out. Mm -hmm. So you know, I recorded that song. Uh, had to get Kev on it because we're, our collabs are just, you know, like we're, our chemistry on a beat is just amazing. And um, so and then I I know and I picked Kev over Nick per se because uh, Kev. Kev knows more of like how like when I want to do a song like this like how to do it mm -hmm. and uh, Nick does too but uh, Kev's just like he's just he has like that lyric like lyricism lyricism that like a lot of like we don't right. so I knew that he would be a perfect fit and plus Kev has his own fan base too like so I know that they were gonna listen to that song right and then uh, Chef T on it actually uh, I actually called him when I was in the in the studio. Mm -hmm. And then um, that like that was an actual phone call like him on, him on that I was right. like yo what up bro and he's like yo what up it's Chef T right and I guess uh, I guess later he was actually at dinner with his girlfriend when he when he <laughs> recorded that and now you know yeah that's awesome uh, I think you already kind of touched I forget if it was on the podcast or just when we were talking but you kind of touched that your favorite song is Heartless um, the same question I asked about the other stuff if somebody was going to listen to one track off of this to kind of get completely wrapped up into it would it be Heartless or would it be something else that we're going with see I wouldn't pick Heartless because that for that to me that's biased like mm -hmm. that um, I mean Heartless is definitely a great song um, I, I would be stuck in between intro and, and switched up gotcha and uh, from the, the CEO perspective, how do you arrange a project? Is it kind of just going off the different vibes of what you have, or is it um, like how did this track list get to the way that it is? So intro, like I said, it's just like, it was sort of like the shorter song, and um, it was very like a mellow song, but it, it's the type of song that attracts your ears. So that's, that's how I picked for that one. And then for the thinking out loud, is because you know the title of the, of the mixtape is thinking out loud so i wanted to like this is for people uh, outside listeners thinking like this is the reason of why this is that so and then my poll um i actually like a lot of trey trap fans you know it's a lot of cleveland people and stuff so you know like when they look at it they see trey trap you know third on there so they're at least getting to the third song All right and um i actually i think it's a great song and then so then it kind of brings down to changes because people aren't expecting changes from me. Mm -hmm. So that's like a good like sort of middle song for people to be like, wow, like this, this only like the, like what was the fourth, fifth song? Fourth, and, yeah. So, you know, then, so that just, that blew a lot of people's, of my fans' minds away. You know, they were very like happy for me, honestly. So then to bring that back up, then Heartless after that, just cause I wanted, I had to throw it on there. So I threw it in the middle, especially after changes. Mm -hmm. um, cause that, they kind of keep like the same, uh, you know, tone. And then after that, it was uh, Priceless with Manny. Uh, I was stuck between, uh, from doing From the Bottom or Priceless. I was stuck to do which one was which. Um, 
but I picked Manny because, um, you know, his uh, vocals on the song, you know, like if people are still, you know, listening the whole tape through, you know, they obviously are enjoying a lot of the vocals and Manny just brings in a lot of uh, attention with his, uh, with his voice. And then, um, so after that, from the bottom, it's more of a, it's, for me, it's like more of a lyrical song. Like I kind of go more lyrical on it. All right. But um, so and so I threw that that's, on that's there. That's when you get that little faster tempo too, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so then I threw that one on there, and then because like I said, that wasn't even supposed to be on the tape. But that one's on there mainly for uh, Da Vinci's uh, verse. Right. Like that. That was just uh, for me to like show my fans him, and then ended it with Two Spent. Absolutely. Well, can you tell me about the uh, album artwork? I'm always interested in that too. Is that Chef T that makes that? Yeah. So I was actually at one of my shows. And um, this was a big, 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 big show. Like I probably performed in front of a four. I was actually, there was, you know, Caskey. Yeah. So the way it went, it was like there was a bunch of openers and then there was me, Billard and Caskey. So I performed in front of everybody. Right. And they had uh, this, 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 they had this chair there and I, I was like, yo chef. And I sat on the chair like that. I was like mixtape cover <laughs> and he shot it. And then literally like, you know, later down the road when he made the cover, like that's what it was. How'd you guys decide the, uh, the golden frame with the kind of ripped canvas? Um, because of what I, my outfit that I was wearing. Gotcha. And then, um, he, he, uh, chef really likes the golden frame stuff. Like, uh, he's a big kid Cudi fan. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it, it just fit better. Cause it kind of looked like a picture being ripped. Right. And then he has like, uh, you know, Lost in Vintage Entertainment. He has the uh, data dropped on there and then my name. Absolutely. Uh, what are you guys using for distribution? Uh, DistroKid. How do you like it? Uh, I like it. I, I don't, I, I, uh, I don't have like, I have like the, the next step up one, like not the, you know, like the cheap one. They have right. like the 30 something one. I, I like it. I mean, I, I, sometimes it gives me problem with the cover art, which annoys me when it does. But other than that, I mean it. I mean it's on you know stream wise, you know your bank wise. Uh, to me, it seems like the biggest difference between that one opposed to a lot of the other services are the it's the ability, like how you have a couple different features to be able to go and split the different royalties within a yeah. song a lot more so than a lot of like CD babies or yeah. other ones. See, but I never tried any other ones, so I don't really know. Gotcha. But uh, I mean, I I love it, and plus it gets you linked up with uh, Spotify for artists and Apple Music for artists, which right. is a, you know one of my favorite it things. It also puts does it isn't it, uh, that's how you're getting on uh, what am I trying to say? YouTube music as well. Yeah, they recently just right. uh, did that too. It's uh, always interesting to me how, like, it's almost a necessity, but almost not. You know, mm -hmm. like, I should have got into those businesses years ago. Just figuring out how to just like, you upload it to me, and I just send it to the different streams and call it a day. Yeah, and that's sort <laughs> of a, like, there's a lot of people that don't know about this kind of stuff. So like, that's something that I do on the side. Like, you know, like. You you pay me and I and I can make this account for you. Right. You know that's something. Make sure that, that you get it set up all properly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going to where so you're not clicking the wrong button. Yeah, because like because a lot of people that don't know how to do it, but they find it, but they don't know what they're doing. They right. can easily like like uh, Manny for say, uh, before he let me do it, he he tried doing it, and it it it, can, it, it didn't work. It, <laughs> it just didn't work. But like then I he let me show him what to do, and, and that's all cool now. Uh, for anybody, like you said, it's a few, few people are having issues with getting things and a lot of people get lazy and just only put it on SoundCloud or whatever else. From a CEO standpoint, what should more independent artists be thinking of as far as distribution and just general getting your stuff out to the platforms? So I think that if, 
so I don't have a problem with SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud is good to get your foundation mm -hmm. to see if this is really what you want to do. And like for me, an example, like I got to the point where I was getting thousands of views on SoundCloud. So I knew that SoundCloud, like if I want to take this to the next level, I can't keep putting music on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. So that's when I figured out how to do all this other stuff. Um, so, you know, as an independent artist, if you're starting off, you know, SoundCloud is probably maybe even better for you than going on just, uh, you know, getting distributed on all, all right. this stuff. Um, because you don't really, you, you kind of learn how to do all the stuff with SoundCloud. And then when you take it to the next level, you can actually like benefit from all this, this op, you know, options that they give you more because you know more about it. You know more about distributing and promoting. It's kind of so, like the community college of the music business. Yeah. So like, so SoundCloud is definitely a good thing, but it's not a forever thing. And a, it's a, stepping stone. a lot of people don't want to move on from there. And honestly, like those are just people that, you know, they might not make it because mm -hmm. that's just, you got, you have to make sacrifices. So, you know, if you don't want to do this, then pay someone else to do it. If you don't want to pay someone else to do it, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Absolutely. You know, I deal with that all day. Either you're going to learn how to do it. You're either going to pay me or you're not going to do it at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, yeah. So there's what it's one or the other. I mean, there's only like not everyone is a little pump or a smoke perp that you know will drop five songs on soundcloud and become millionaires right like, it's not everyone that's only a very select, very select, select few of people right. that's the abnormality for sure yeah um everybody's always looking for a shortcut i always say there isn't one are there any sh if is there any advantages of trying to take shortcuts in the music business uh, i mean there are shortcuts but there it's not worth taking Right, you know, like there, it's really not worth taking any shortcuts. Um, you, you, you want to do everything, you know, step by step to its full potential. You know, if it takes a while for you to get to the next level or the next step, then take your time on it. You know, because mm. then you're not ready to move on. And if you're not ready to move on, then you're definitely not ready for the next step. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I tried when I was younger. I tried cheating some ways. But like, what's different about me is like, I, I didn't take many shortcuts. Like I tried doing a shortcut one time and completely screwed myself. Mm -hmm. So I like up all night learning about each, you know, what I have to do to take to, you know, for sure to do all this stuff. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If I'm not working on something, I'm learning on how to make something yeah. I couldn't figure out earlier. Happen. Yeah. Um, push this real quick. I saw it flashing. I love this remote, by the way. <laughs> So we're going to uh, wind it down. We've been talking for a while now. Um, what is coming soon from you, coming soon from the LIV people? Um, what do you guys got coming up for the next few months? Okay, so um, I'll, start it off with, uh, I'll start it off with my artist, Nick Lotz. Um, he is dropping his sophomore tape. Um, it's titled The Come Up. And uh, be beautiful, beautiful tape. You know, great. I think uh, the only features he, he has is uh, me and uh, his brother, Kev. Um, the cover art is great. I don't know if you've seen it. If not, I'll Maybe. show you it. I'll show know. you it. I look at so many things, I always forget. Yeah, so uh, th I think that's going to be real successful for him. I'm going to help him push it as you know as much as I can. Um, I'm going to let that do its thing for a little bit because me and, and Kev still have a couple of songs we got to record. Mm -hmm. But a after that, uh, me and me and Kev, lots we have a collab EP coming titled "Long Story Short," and. Um, I th it's it, it came out a lot better than I thought it was going to be because just because uh, I me and Kev have been wanting to do a collab EP for like a or like a mixtape or EP right. for a while, but uh, we just never like took the steps to do it and we finally like bam like knocked out three songs, 
And um, I, he's like, all right, yeah, it's like it's time to go. Because uh, Kev kind of took like a little his own break too because he was going through some stuff. So, which is, you know, totally understandable. But, um, you know, he when he came back, he came back, like, he like hard. He came back hard. And he has some great stuff in the vault, and, you know. So I want to get his fan base back, you know, listening to him, and my fan base back listening to him, and us together. People just love seeing us together. All right. So an EP would just be perfect, so that's what we got coming. You mentioned how one of your best songs came after a break and how other people came back stronger after a break. Uh, I do a lot of... Uh, article ghostwriting and I was just writing something for an author the other day where mm. um, a lot of people think like to be an author in that case that you have to just write every day every day just write which you do but a lot of people kind of don't value to take the step back and kind of if anybody that's a creative you have to learn and experience life in order to be able to make better creations and grow yeah. as an artist and taking those time away to you know treat yourself or just get your shit right mm -hmm. or just to go to the beach you know you might have a song oh you know i got sand and water you know yeah. next thing you know you lived a little bit you, you work a lot better yeah that's what uh that's kind of like goes back to like the tape like you know that's why I, it was a year process because right. i was stuff like everything in that in each one of those songs is like was something that I was living through. Like I actually like lived through it and then put it down. You know, stopped for a little bit, went through some other, you know, bullshit and then right. put it down. You know, something good happened finally. So put put it down, you know. Like it, it, I didn't want it to be, I wanted to be a, as real and to the heart as I possibly could for my debut tape. For sure, yeah, it definitely, you, you hit the mark on that one. Um, I, I wouldn't say all of them are my favorite, but all of them have a very genuine feel to them. Mm -hmm. um, and the way I listened to that that project was, you're you're what twenty? Yeah. By the time you're twenty five, twenty eight, it's gonna be something to watch for. Mm -hmm. As you grow a little bit more and mature a little bit more and just keep growing, your whole crew keeps growing. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely see you guys reaching all those goals that you guys said for sure. Mm -hmm. um, how I end every interview, I'm going to get up and kind of recenter that camera for you though, is what I call the digital soapbox. You're going to get one minute to look into the camera. It's pretty much your promo clip. You're kind of either send people where you want them, give them inspiration, whatever you want to do, but you get to end the interview on your own accord okay. and uh, any way that you want to end it. So. Shout out to Collins Conversations. I'm glad that I was an upcoming guest with him. You know, great dude, great place to go. Go check out the website, possibly be the next guest. It's Nick Signorelli, AKA Spit the Beats. I hope you enjoyed my interview. You can find all my music on every major streaming music platform. You know, don't just check me out, but check my team out, Lost in Visions Entertainment. That concludes today's show. I hope that you liked the interview. I hope that you guys go check out all of his music and if you like this interview at all, share it to anybody or everybody. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, your mom. Just let somebody know about it. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.